Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Yetta, are you hearing voices again? Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're grateful that we get to share truths, tips, techniques, and thoughts that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. We get to turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. You know, I do hear a lot of voices. And the great news is I may or may not heed the voices I'm hearing. Is that a new thing? Well, I forget from time to time not to hear heed every voice. Because what we're going to learn in this episode is sometimes there's a few voices telling you one thing. And it's not always a really good decision to listen to them. So we're going to kind of uncover a little story that has to do with this actual uh, life's inside track. Right? And how we heeded three voices as the only words of wisdom, and it actually caused us to not be obedient. And really, the question is, do you ever do that? Have you ever done that? So as we learn together and explore together, you may say, I'm doing that right now in one area of my life, and I'm about to stop that nonsense. Wow. Do you want to share? Do tell? Do tell. So we've been doing this episode, or Life's Inside Track, which used to be yeah, it used to be called the inside track on real estate with the Decker team. Right. And even when it was really the inside track on real estate with the Decker team, about half of the shows were about living in your space, about building generational legacy, about making the most of the house you're in, like making your house home, about how to even maintain it. It wasn't just about how to buy and sell real estate, really the first six months, maybe it was. And then we realized that we have a lot. That's boring. Well, A, it's boring. (laughs) And B, there was a lot more to say. And it wasn't really all we were passionate about. Like our passion in real estate, I wasn't going to share this today. And yet I kind of feel like I'm supposed to. Often new realtors that come into the industry will share how excited they are, how thrilled they are to be in the industry because A, they're going to get some time freedom, they think, which is kind of a funny. They're going to earn a lot of money, which 50% of the realtors that come into the industry leave within the first two years. So I'm suspecting they didn't do so well. The third thing they say is, I love real estate. I love houses. I love architecture. I love designing. I love staging. I love the real estate itself. And I'm always a little concerned for them because it's not that you can't love those things. I think that's fantastic. And yet if you don't love the people and love serving the people that you get to work with, because you're meeting people dealing with one of their top few biggest stressors, which is making a move. That's when we tend to meet people because often attached with the move is one of the other big deals in their life. Maybe they're getting married. Maybe they're having a baby. Maybe there's been a death of the family. Maybe it's the end of a relationship. 
Maybe somebody's relocating away from family. Maybe there's a new job that's creating stress. Like a lot of those things aren't even happy moments. Some are. Some are retiring and moving to the lake house and that's kind of fun. So there's lots of fun reasons. And yet it's still a big deal to eliminate all the stuff in your house, depersonalize your house, have people wander through your house. Are they going to steal something? Where do I have to hide my stuff? How am I going to get the dog, the kids (laughs) and the cat out of the house? Like it's a big stressor. And then am I going to get the most amount of money for my house or do I really care? What is it I really want? Am I going to get my right time? So many questions. I bet I just stressed you out. I stressed me out just thinking about it. Me too. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And, And if you don't love the people, it's a hard thing to do. So we realized pretty early in our careers that our passion was helping people, and we couldn't have articulated it then, but really was helping people build generational legacy. So it's not only about buying the house or selling the house, it's about living in the space and making the most of how you live your life. And you know what's one of the most important keys to helping people build generational legacy? And we talk generational legacy, we're not just talking financial. And we're not talking just family. And we're not just talking family, we're talking about the impact that they have on others, how their relationship flourishes. Mm-hmm. how they make their house a home because a home is made by the relationships, the communication, the connection, the all the stuff that goes on, the people that are journeying life with you. Mm-hmm. That's important. And the consult, what we call the consult, we do it for free. Yeah. It's a connection time where we come in and we talk to you about your goals, your aspirations, what's important to you, what's not important to you. And why do you want to move? Why do you want to move? What's the big deal? Yeah. Sometimes we tell people don't move. Well, we don't tell them. We well, lay out the options. We lay out the options. If they don't want to move, then we're going to say, well, let's see how we can help you right. not move. Right. And those are the key points in our business and in our relationship with people Because then you get to know the person and what their motivators are and how we can help. And really, that's why we moved our show from Life's Inside Track on Real Estate. The Inside inside Track track on Real Estate estate. to Life's Inside Track. Because we really get involved in your whole life when we're doing real estate as a transaction. Because... Real estate is so intimate with your life. Exactly. And when we listened to the three voices over a 10-year period, we had three people let us know that we should stay in our lane. And you know what I realized? Yeah. I realized the reason that they said stay in your lane, it's like if you've ever been driving down the 417 and somebody cuts you off without turning on their signal... It surprises you and startles you, right? Even if you weren't in danger, it still startles you. And we didn't signal our change originally when we started talking more. You know, we still talk about real estate and building wealth through real estate. And we've been talking about relationship and physical health and vitality and love with our Lord and all the different aspects of life. But we didn't signal that we were going to make that change back originally before we changed the title of our show. Well, back like eight, nine years ago. And so the complaints came and yet 
we started listening to them. So when we took a small pause through COVID, when we reinitiated the show, we had a chance to really think about what did we believe we were called to share with you? What were we meant to be talking about? And we do talk a lot about selling homes and buying homes and how to prepare homes for market and how to invest in real estate. And those things will always at this point be there because at one point we almost stopped that too, right? Like we got really confused. And so these three voices said, get in your own lane. So we decided to separate on our YouTube channel, which shows talk about real estate and investing and which shows talk about Life. 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 And you do life in your home. So I don't know how you can separate the two. And one of our team members said, I don't know how you separate the two because they're the same. Like they're integrated. And that's what we came to the realization of. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to listen to someone, which we did, we listened, but doesn't mean you have to take heed of what they're saying. And maybe you need to recommunicate why you do what you do. So that there's buy-in and you won't be for everybody. Right. Because there is wisdom in seeking counsel. Like it's so important. And yet not every piece of counsel that you get are you meant to take action on. Mm -hmm. That's a deep place to leave at the end of this one. But we're grateful to be your partners moving forward together, developing wealth, wisdom, and worth. Is following the majority always the right thing to do? We're honored that we've been able to create for you access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes. And the great news is they're free. They're on insider tips, making house home, building wealth, and everything to do with real estate and lots to do with life. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. Listening to the majority. Yeah, That can actually get you into trouble. Popular opinion is not always the wisest opinion. Ooh. Mm. But it's popular, so you fit right in. You do fit in. So what you're going to learn on this episode and what we'll explore together is when ought you to listen to all them voices, follow the majority, or when ought you maybe to step back from the majority and follow one voice and make your own decision, mm. not the popular decision. Ooh. So the right decision, not the popular decision. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Because sometimes the popular decision is the right decision, and sometimes it's so far off base. Hmm. I think this applies to creativity as well. Do you remember that little video of the guy that's in a park? And he starts dancing like really weird. Without a shirt on. It was a guy. Oh, he, oh, he has he no was shirt a danceless on? Shir- the the shirt? shirtless dancing guy. Yeah. It's a be- if you haven't seen that video, it's the best <laughs> three-minute video. It's a TED Talk that I have ever seen. And it's really about creating a movement. And yes. how when one person was out there dancing with a no shirt on, I don't think anything to do with the guy did or didn't have a shirt. But it no, it just had to do with his dancing. dancing. His dancing was a little obscure and unusual and unique. And while he was standing out there by himself, he looked rather silly. But then a second buddy of his came and joined him. Maybe not a buddy of his, just somebody that saw him dancing. Somebody that saw him dancing. And so the lone nut now had a buddy. And before you knew it, 
the following happened and momentum and a movement started and there were thousands of kids on the hill dancing. And so it's easy to follow suit. It's easy to see somebody doing a thing and think, that's the thing I'm supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, everybody's doing it. So then why shouldn't I do it too? And they were having fun. They're just dancing mm-hmm. crazy. Like. I know. In that case, it's fine. <laughs> but when it comes to life's inside track. Yeah. Or your kids, you know, your kids at school, they get, you know, one person starts doing something wrong and they're they're out. They're an outcast because of it. But if two or three people start doing that wrong thing, now they start to become cool and like other ones will join them because sometimes we listen to the majority and we don't listen to our inner voice. Right. And that can get us in trouble. And so when we came even to, we talked about not listening to the three only because that caused us to step out of obedience, right? That Mm -hmm. caused us to do something we weren't meant to do. But are we supposed to listen to the 503? Because we've had hundreds and hundreds, and I'm going to say thousands of feedback around life's inside track being helpful and great. And people will even share specifically what they get from time to time. And so should we listen to all those voices and do exactly what they say? Mm-hmm. And you know, what's interesting is originally when we paused, yes, it was the beginning of COVID and there was a lot of uncertainty. And yet my inner voice was saying, I'm tired. Right. I'm tired of creating great shows for you. Tired of trying to come up with the creativity and then record the show. And I needed a break. Right. And so did COVID benefit me in that way? Maybe it benefited you. Like we took a break. We took a pause. And, you know, it's interesting because we paused on April 24th, our anniversary. That was our last day to a year. Well, two years ago now, because we only paused Mm -hmm. from the end of April until the very beginning of February the following year. Right. Right. So that length of time gave us enough time to reevaluate and recognize, yeah, we were tired, but were we tired because of the way we were doing it? Or were we tired because we were recording the shows? I, that's a great question. You're causing me to go deep live in front of people. I hate when you do that. Oh, you love oh, it. Is it. I think, I think it was we weren't feeling as fulfilled as we were originally. And, you know, we talked about, we didn't signal the lane change. We -hmm. didn't change the name of it. We didn't change the format of, you know, and I love going to the three small segments to equal the the half hour show. And so they say like a change is as good as a rest. Well, we got a rest and a change. And I think we're more aligned even more than we were before. And so we're re-energized, re-excited, passionate about life's inside track. Right. And so the point of sharing this with you, we didn't think we were actually ever going to share this with you. Like this is our (laughs) private inside thinking, our journey. And it wasn't until two weeks ago, I was actually listening to our show because we record them. I mean, many people think we don't record them. So it's kind of funny and we do it all in one take. So it's well, pretty much always in one take. So it's what you call live recording. It stops. And basically 30 minutes later, the camera basically used to stop. Now we pause just to relook at the little segment in between 
the commercial breaks, basically. Boy, you're giving them the whole inside scoop. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it's, we didn't do that. And we didn't do that because it just felt unsafe to let you in on the inside. And yet it's called the inside track on real estate. And then when we changed it to life's inside track, it's like, so we'll only give you the inside track on the parts that we think we can handle letting you inside on. Like no, what, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. So I was listening to an That's episode. Why we air our dirty laundry sometimes on shows because everybody has dirty laundry and everybody can wash it and make it clean. And and make <laughs> cha- different choices next time. Yeah. Right. Just because we don't make the right choice the first time can't doesn't mean we can't go back, slow down, pause, and then make a much better choice. Yeah. Right. And so when I was listening to the show, I was getting feedback from some of our listeners telling us how great it was and how insightful it was. And in the moment, it hit me like a ton of bricks that I had listened to only the three. And mm-hmm. that's why we had moved things off separate YouTube channels. And then I got thinking as I started unpacking with our team members Are we listening to the 503? Are we avoiding what we're actually meant to listen to? Are we listening to the truth? It's a good question. And I think when you speak the truth and you speak your opinion of the truth, because if you're wishy-washy and you stay in the middle, nobody's going to listen. Well, you're not really saying anything. Well, exactly. But if you take a stand for what you believe and... Now, when I say take a stand, that doesn't mean we don't listen to other people's viewpoints. No. But if you take a stand for what you believe, you will have people that disagree. Uh-huh. You'll even have people who hate. Because like I saw on a chip stand, you remember that sign? Yeah. It said, haters will always hate. And potatoes will always... Potate. Potate. Right. <laughs> and I like to change it because... I wanted to say potatoes will always be on your plate. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) bottom line is if you don't take a stand for anything, you stand for nothing. So we might, we are going to take a stand and we are going to take a stand for generational legacy. And that includes real estate. So we are privileged and passionate that we can help you be positioned for generational legacy and no apology. Yet a when ought I to listen to the one? We're excited and honored that we've been able to really for over 30 years, not only help you sell and buy real estate over 301,000, no, 3,117 times, we've been able to come alongside you in making house home, building wealth, and really doing the most you can with your life, your business, and your home. Okay, I got the answer to this one. Yeah? Yeah. Well, when I'm ought excited. you to listen to the one? When it's you? Yes. <laughs> of course no, when it's you're me. Not, you're not the, the one. one. You're you're the one for me, but you're not the one. For you to listen to? No, you know who the one is? Okay, so you will we will discover in this episode. There's a episode whole movement called that, I am second because oh, there yeah. is one above me. Truth. Okay. So that's what we're going to discover and explore and just have fun chatting about in this particular segment is the one isn't yet. I'm, she kind of knew that, but I want to be the one sometimes. Yeah. So th- this this uh, really connects together with the, the three and the 503. And now 
how do we become obedient to the one right. and provide what our listeners want as well? Right. So one of our team members actually said to me, it's great that you've heeded the counsel and the insight of the three, like you listened, maybe you shouldn't have acted on the three, but you know, at least it was great you listened And you heard what they had to say because there's wisdom. The reason it's 503 that we've been chatting about isn't because it was specifically 503 people. It's because there were probably thousands of people, but the three represented the three that were in contradiction to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And the 500 were the ones that were in alignment. Mm -hmm. And yet, doesn't mean we should listen to the majority. So we explored and unpacked that a little bit. And then her question to me was, well, that's all great. But are you being disobedient? Like, what is your calling? What is your purpose? What are you here for? What are you meant to be talking about? And it was like, oh, I'm not sure that that I, it's not that I didn't like her right now. It's, so I wasn't sure I liked the question and it was rather confronting mm-hmm. because we had gone with what felt like what we ought to be doing. And even when we were thinking of shifting it, it was still about what ought we to be doing based on the 500. Yeah. Rather than what are we meant for? Yeah. So it's easy to get confused. Yeah. You know, when some people are saying one thing, others are saying another thing and your little voice from inside and maybe it's your calling maybe it's just your maybe it's your fear talking maybe it's uh, mm-hmm. something else talking and or maybe it's god giving you a little hint that he wants you to go in a slightly different direction mm-hmm. which is always fun right listening for that well it is and maybe you like us have sometimes been confused about what to listen to and what we did end up needing to do was to sit in the quiet and doing the 30 minute writing exercise that i have done many times was really helpful as well and that's just take the pen and let it whatever comes out of your mind in relation to the question flow onto the paper. And I have found that usually the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes is a lot of my thoughts, a lot of my stuff. And sometimes it's, I don't know what to write, but the the trick is not to let the pen stop writing. And as you get down into the last five, 10, 15 minutes, often it's no longer you writing, it's actually divine direction that's writing and moving your pen along. And when I reread that part, it's like, oh, Now I see that we've been walking in disobedience and I know why I was doing it. So talk about that a little bit more because I'm a little lost and I'm sure somebody else might be. So for you, you ask yourself a question Mm -hmm. and then for 30 minutes you write what you think the answer might be, but you don't stop writing. You got to keep your pen moving the entire 30 minutes, even if you're writing I don't know, I don't what, know what the answer is. I'm not sure. I think I think maybe the sky is not really blue. It's more purpley today. And well, I'm just, trying to stay either oh, with the question, the question, not not in or, your surroundings. No. Okay, so I was messing up. Okay, that's good to know because okay. true trial and error. Right. So I was staying with the question, and mm-hmm. if I didn't know what to write, I could write that I don't know what to write. I'm confused. Would you write that over and over get, again? No. 
I no. try not to, because yeah. the intention is to let flow what is really there. So I'm saying, what is it I should be listening to right now? What should I be? What do I not know that I really know? Or what am I pretending not to know? I mm, might write that's down. Good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I know something I didn't know. So one of the things I discovered is that the reason I was happy to remove them onto two separate YouTube channels was because on the Double Decker Life YouTube channel, there's not a large following. So if people are in opposition to what we're saying, because I still had the three voices that I made it sound like they were 3,000 voices, not three, then nobody would really see it anyway. So I wasn't really risking anything. So yeah, I, Yetta Decker, was hiding. Okay, it, so let me explain that one too, because she's talking honestly, but it's kind of hard to track. Just <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's easy for me to track because I know what she's talking about because I have the inside track. <laughs> <laughs> We actually opened a second YouTube channel. So we had the Decker Team YouTube channel where it was primarily real estate information and on that. real estate investing, investing. and building wealth And then you created estate. another YouTube channel called Double Decker Life. Right. And that's where we, we recorded and stored more of the life type shows. And what you didn't want to do is for those people who were – Decker team clients who maybe don't even listen to CHRI or maybe haven't seen our videos. You didn't want to confuse them by having everything in one place. And that's where you were being disobedient to the well, calling. So were you. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you were saying you were out and right. Yeah. Well, know. You, know, you went along for the ride. Hanging on to your coattails. It was following along. Yeah. It sounded like a good strategy. And yet it wasn't the best strategy. So right now we're still in the transition of figuring out how to navigate it back like it used to be one and then it became two. And now we're saying, okay, how do we listen to what we're really meant to be doing? And not everybody's going to like it. Like that's we had to come get real with. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people tune us out when we talk about something that's not what they want to hear because we all look for hearing what we want to hear. We want confirmation of what we're doing. So when we're mm. sharing things that maybe are confronting, sometimes it's easy to be frustrated with the messenger rather than consider yeah. the message. Yeah. And many of our coaches said, well, why don't you just oh, yeah. stop oh, selling don't, don't real estate? Don't say this out loud. Why don't you just stop selling real estate and do what, you know, because our marriage when we went to conferences, people would say, oh, your marriage is beautiful. Your relationship's beautiful. How do we learn from you? Can are you Do you coach people on, on life? Do you do this? Do you do and that? And help build wealth. And, and, and we go, no, we're real estate agents. I go, well, why don't you stop that and do this? And for a while, we contemplated that because we felt the helping people with their generational wealth and legacy, generational legacy, was our passion and our calling. And then what we realized was God is not necessarily an either or. He's an and both sometimes. So why can't we do both? Why can't we help you with your real estate transaction and help you with living in the space yes. and getting the most out of it? So that was a tough question. And she really said, I don't see how you can separate them. Like that was the bottom line comment. And I went, 
huh, why are we separating them? So thank you, and we are honored that we can be your advocates on life and the journey of real estate. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.